a new Jurassic World Dominion trailer is out, and today we're going to break it down. And I'm your host, Nick, and this is... Dylan, the master of dinosaurs. Before we get into the new Jurassic World Dominion trailer, we're going to talk about a dinosaur-themed event we went to this weekend. What was that event called? Jurassic Quest. And what was cool was Dylan actually has a book out on Amazon called Dylan Draws Dinosaurs. Look that up on Amazon. And he got interviewed by the paper. And what happened when whenever Jurassic Quest found out? They, uh came to my school yeah they called up the principal and then they got a hold of your mom and said you and your dad need to come out to the school and do this assembly with us yeah first of all the most important thing is he got all his classmates out of school <laughs> for for a period of time and then we went and talked about dinosaurs in front of the whole class for like a half hour or was it 45 yeah. minutes something like that yeah what did they bring out at the end uh, T-Rex. They had a, a fake, uh, like a puppet baby T-Rex. Do you remember what his name was? Oh, uh, like, I don't know. <laughs> Dylan got us hooked up with free tickets to Jurassic Quest down at the Pittsburgh Convention Center, otherwise known as David Lawrence Convention Center. We went down there. Now, this wasn't our first time at Jurassic Quest. We also went when Dylan was eight. He's ten now. Yeah, and that that was back when I wasn't really into dinosaurs that much. First of all, describe sort of what Jurassic Quest is all about. What's the main thing that you're going to be seeing there? Like life-size, accurate, uh, animatronic dinosaurs. Yeah, they have them. Uh, they have them with feathers and the correct sizes, and they got little information cards. It's cool, and also some of them are roaring and or waving an arm or something like that. So that's pr pretty cool. Yeah. And Dylan had a, fu a funny story. We saw the ostrich-looking um, bird. The ornithomimus? The ornithomimus. I went to Dylan and I said, oh, this must be ostrich mimic because I was thinking about chicken mimic. What's chicken mimic? Gallimimus. Gallimimus. And Dylan goes, no, that's probably bird mimic. And why did you come up with it being bird mimic? Because ornithoskians, Orn ornithoskians means bird hip. Yeah, so he put that together. He knew the mimic from Gallimimus, and, and he knew ornith from ornithoskians, which is uh, bird hip. So he put that together and came up with bird mimic, which probably is, is right. And then I said, oh, he knows the... Uh, the Latin, and Dylan was quick to point out, no, that's actually Greek, Dad. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, um, when we when you were eight, we went there, they had a 25-foot-tall Jurassic Park-style Spinosaurus, and that thing was super cool. But this year, what did they have? They had the realistic 2020 Spinosaurus. Yeah, they had the 2020 Spinosaurus. It wasn't as cool because oh. it was down at all fours and it, it was basically looking like it swam. It almost looked like a Dimetrodon. Yeah, it kind of looked like a Dimetrodon. It's basically a, a, a more of a crocodile type of creature. I think they based the Jurassic Park Spinosaurus on the Dimetrodon sail. They gave it a Dimetrodon sail. That, yeah, I they, they probably did. That, that makes sense. 
And they also made it as big as it was, as people thought it was at the time. Yeah. And then also at Jurassic Quest, they got a lot of uh, activities for the younger kids. Like like riding uh, dinosaurs. Yeah, like riding dinosaurs. And they got souvenirs. They had a pretty cool fossil collection there. And then they had a guy. We didn't actually take advantage of this. Maybe we should have. But they had a they had a fossil expert there who would tell you about the different fossils. Did you talk to him at all? Nope. <laughs> we looked at all the fossils. They had Sue there, a replica of the famous T-Rex named Sue, which is a nine-ton Tyrannosaurus and Rex. And had a Pachycephalosaurus skull. Oh, yeah. That was really neat seeing that. And then what else do they have besides the dinosaur part? What do they have? They have... Uh, they had the ancient oceans. Yeah, they had uh, Mosasaurus, Elasmosaurus, and Megalodon. Yeah, they had a really huge Megalodon there, and then they had a, a set of Megalodon jaws that you could hang out in. They have a really cool ammonite there, too. And they had a Plesiosaur. I don't remember if it was Plesiosaurus. It was Elasmosaurus. You already said that. Plesiosaurus is small. Oh, okay. How big is a Plesiosaurus? Like dolphin, like Ichthyosaurus. Really? Okay. Yeah. But he got the name of the genus, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, lucky family. Family. Well, lucky him. So I would definitely say that if you're in the dinosaurs and you want to see realistic dinosaurs, we give Jurassic Quest two thumbs up here, right? Yeah. I actually heard some guy coming in looking incredulous, and he goes, he goes, when did dinosaurs become all furry? <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that guy? No, I didn't hear uh, that. Was, that guy was pretty funny. Yeah. All right. Well, if you're just paying attention to mainstream media, putting the, the feathers on the large dinosaurs is probably a more recent trend. Like Utah, Utah Tyrannus and Utah Raptor. Yeah, those are some of the bigger dinosaurs where we have fossil evidence of feathering. We don't have any fossil evidence on the really big ones like T-Rex. Not to say that they didn't have it, but we just don't have any evidence for it. I think T-Rex had uh, feathers, but not as much since it didn't live in the Arctic. Maybe it just had a display crest for mating, like feathers on the top of its head or something like that? No, they believed it had feathers like like on the top of its back and tail. Okay, but we don't... There's no evidence to support that. It's just a theory. It's a hypothesis. I shouldn't say it's a theory because that means something different when you're talking to scientists. But uh, yes, a theory, if you want to get into this right now, really quickly, a theory is when you take a whole bunch of evidence and you make a framework around it, a theory is about the highest order you can get in science. So like there's a theory of gravity's a theory. Evolution's a theory. Evolution's a theory. These are all things that are theories. If you just have a guess about something, then you have a hypothesis. Yeah. Like so, you think T-Rex has, has feathers. Has feathers. That's a hypothesis. We don't have any evidence to support that, so it can't be a theory. theory yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and play the Jurassic World Dominion official trailer. Now, I realize this is a podcast and you guys can't see what we're looking at. So we're going to focus today on just the dinosaur trivia. We're probably not, maybe we will a little bit, but we're not going to get into like plot speculation and more pop culture. We're sticking with the dinos. Yeah. So that's kind of where our interest lies anyway. But let's go ahead. We're going to play the trailer and then we're going to pause it at different spots and uh, talk about it.
All right, just right away pausing. What we're seeing is a winter landscape and what dinosaurs are running through it. Parasaurolophus with no feathers. <laughs> Which is probably could be accurate, right? Yeah, and because and an Edmontosaurus lived in the Arctic. One of the things that we should get out of the way right away is you're saying, oh, dinosaurs in the Arctic, but wouldn't they freeze because they're cold-blooded, Dylan? No, they were warm-blooded or... Mesothermic, which means it's a combination of warm or cold-blooded. Mesothermic. So endothermic, warm-blooded, means they maintained a steady body temperature. Mesothermic means they could speed up their metabolism if they were getting cold in order to stay warm, but they were cold-blooded if it was hot out. Yeah. So that's like a combination. And there's things like sharks, sea turtles, certain lizards that, that are mesothermic that are around today. And then, of course, warm-blooded would be birds. And mammals. And mammals. And, and, you know, we think endothermic makes more sense given that their descendants are endothermic. Well, only theropods. Right. So they could have been a combination of mesothermic and endothermic um, dinosaurs since there are combinations of those in nature and, and other things. There's a YouTube video by Jingmei O'Connor, Ph.D., called The Punk Rock Paleontologist. And it's an interesting video if you want to see how they dissolved T-Rex bones to prove that the, uh, that T-Rex was warm-blooded. You can check that out on prehistoricpodcast.com. Let's get back to the video. I wanted to show them something that wasn't an illusion. Something that was real. Something that we could see and touch. And right there, we got a really cool shot of... A brontosaurus? That must be a brontosaurus or an apatosaurus. They're kind of interchangeable. Whatever they call them. Yeah, whatever they call them. But uh, it's in the snow and it's kind of trumpeting. We're guessing that the dinosaurs in this uh, plot are sort of in trouble here, and Chris Pratt's character is going around trying to save them. Seems like uh, they're, he's in a construction site. Yep, that he wandered onto a construction site. All right, let's get back to it. Creation is an act of sheer will. All right, we're seeing blue. The Jurassic Park Velociraptor has a baby, and one of the complaints that you'll see running around on the internet is people saying, oh, how could, uh, how could Blue, Blue have, have a, a baby? baby? It was the last Velociraptor, so how could Blue have a baby? They have DNA of amphibians, and some amphibians can clone themselves. Yeah, it's a form of asexual reproduction where the female can make a clone of herself. Jeez. And I have to look this up, so I might have to do a little editing here. Okay, and we're back. And I looked that up, and it was called Parthogenesis. There's a few different amphibian species, such as a silver salam silvery salamander that can clone themselves through a form of asexual reproduction known as parthenogenesis. And our guess is that that's what they are talking about here. Moving on.
can't keep her here forever. They find her whenever we're going to see her again. We got to protect her. That's our job. And then right after they show Blue's baby, it says life will find a way, which I think is another clue about the parthogenesis. Yeah. Humans and dinosaurs can't coexist. We created an ecological disaster. What happened there? They have a Mosasaurus attacking a boat. <laughs> it's, it's, it's grabbing the cage from some fishing boat and yanking it underwater. Of course, that's the Giant. Jurassic Park Mosasaurus, which is at least twice the size of a real Mosasaur, right? Yeah, the, the real Mosasaur was like a little bit bigger than a T-Rex. And then right on our screen now, we see Rexy, which is actually just a clip right out of the Jurassic Park prologue. We got T-Rex at the drive-in movie theater. If you've seen the prologue, that's from that. That's a name? Yeah, people call it Rexy. I'm not sure if that's official canon or just a nickname. They never called it Rexy in they the movies. Okay, well, people can call the Jurassic Park T-Rex Rexy. Ellie Sattler. Alan Grant. You didn't come out all this way just to catch up now, did you? You coming or what? And that's the part people are going crazy for. I'll just mention it briefly. They're bringing back all the original cast from Jurassic Park yeah. and then marrying them together with the Jurassic World cast. And that's kind of the nostalgia tear factor for people who are around for the whole series. Alright, here's the one of our feathered friends, the introduction of a new dinosaur in the Jurassic Park movies. What is it? Therizinosaurus. And the Therizinosaurus is kind of weird, and why is it weird? Because it's attacking the lady. Yeah, this is our herbivore, so we're curious about the plot. Maybe the rival genetics company, Biosyn, maybe they're making dinosaurs that are kind of unhinged or, or not acting naturally. Maybe that's part of the plot. But Therizinosaur was an herbivore. We don't know if, for sure if it lived in herds or not. We don't know. If that, I don't. We'd have to look that one up. But I do, do not think it would be actively stalking uh, meat-based prey in the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> but it is but a really food. But how do you like the design of it, though, overall? Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's It's got a really cool beak. There's a scene where the, the lady's submerged in the water and the Therizinosaur beak is right above the water. Really neat. We're racing toward the extinction of our species. We not only lack dominion over nature, we're subordinate to it. And there's a, another scene with some Jurassic Park raptors chasing them through an uh, urban Wait, city. Blue was the last raptor. Yeah, I read online that those these are a new type of raptor. But I they don't look the same to They me. look the same, but design-wise, I don't recall if people said it was supposed to be a specific dinosaur or not. All right, now here's the part that's getting everyone excited. It's our first feathered raptor. What is the raptor? Pyroraptor. And how big is a pyroraptor in real? Turkey. It was another turkey-sized raptor. 
that they they stuck in the scene and blew it up to like humans you know bigger than a human size raptor and i was saying that they could have this was their chance to have dino nikus or a utah raptor right which would be bigger than the normal jurassic park velociraptor well the one of the reasons that they use velociraptor originally is because they just felt Dinonychus is wasn't as cool sounding. And my guess is this is probably the same thing, right? Yeah. They just thought, hey, Pyroraptor, you know, like a, a pyromaniac is kind of like a crazy like guy from, who lights like stuff on fire. Carnage. Yeah, like from Primal Carnage Extinction, a dinosaur-based first-person shooter Dylan likes to play. They got the Pyro guy, and he's got a flamethrower, right? Yeah. Well, Pyroraptor has, like, fire red feathers and the action figures that this thing is going to sell are off the charts you got something called pyroraptor it's got a flaming feather pattern How, overall do you think the pyroraptor is pretty cool looking uh yeah yeah it's it, we're definitely excited to see it we don't care that it's real turkey size in real life it's just it's just neat to see them having feathered raptors in a in a big hollywood blockbuster Do you think that swarm that they were running from was some sort of Mesozoic swarm? Yeah, like bees? Or was <laughs> it one of those dragonflies? Maybe or like... the Carboniferous? <laughs> yeah, ancient ancient dragonflies or Maybe something? Those, I don't know. I, don't, I think those were too small to be ancient dragonflies. Yeah, we don't know what that swarm was, but it would be strange if it was just a swarm of something from the present day, right? Yeah, like... Like, it wouldn't really fit in the movie as making a modern-day threat, so we're assuming it's got to be some sort of ancient creature, right? Some kind of ancient insect. People online said that in that square there, that was an Allosaurus and a Carnotaurus. That clip was so fast, I couldn't tell you it was both of those, but that's I what they said. I would have said they were both Allosaurus. Okay, well, you know, they're, they're very similar-looking uh, dinosaurs, right? So, but yeah, I guess that's what it was, an Allosaurus and a Carnotaurus. That's another plane, right? Not exactly. And this might be my favorite new addition. I'm not sure if I like this or the Pyroraptor the best, but what do we got here? A Quetzalcoatlus. A Quetzalcoatlus, and it's covered in fuzz, which is super awesome. Yeah. So it's attacking a plane, a huge Quetzalcoatlus, which is a... Uh, giant pterosaur. It's a giant pterosaur, that's right. Um, funny, I didn't tell you about this yet. They haven't yet, as of unnamed pterosaur, it could potentially be a Quetzalcoatlus, but they found it in Transylvania, and they call it Dracula, and it's the biggest pterosaur fossil they ever found. Yeah. They they haven't they haven't said what it they haven't like classified it's it yet. Just like a big Quetzalcoatlus. That's what people are saying, but there's speculation it could be an entire new pterosaur species. Yeah. Little Triceratops. Triceratops tri knocking down. Cars? Yeah, Triceratops knocking down a car. 
Um, then I pause it right here on a scene where the Giganotosaurus is clamping its jaws around some lady in a cage. They brought back what? The Dilophosaurus, which the only other movie is, in, is from the original Jurassic Park. Yeah, they bought back the original Jurassic Park Dilophosaurus with the frilled lizard. Undersized Dilophosaurus. This is the only dinosaur I'm aware of that they downsized. Yeah, they probably just mixed it with uh, frilled lizard and snake DNA. So they made a Velociraptor-sized Dilophosaurus and then, and then gave it frilled lizard frills and, and venomous spit. I think, do, do some snakes have venomous spit? Yes, some snakes do have venomous spit. That is true. They have a hollow type of tooth and they can they can spit venom. That is true. Don't, Don't move. Bigger. Why do they always have to go bigger? And we do know that the main baddie in the Jurassic World Dominion is going to be the Giganotosaurus. And, and I read online that they confirmed there will be no genetic hybrids like Indominus Rex in this movie. Yeah. And they they brought back the thing for the new dinosaur. They had an opportunity to make it have good eyesight, but they kept the T-Rex has bad eyesight thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. So the Jigga, the standstill and everything uh, is kind of silly considering T-Rex has vision. One of the vision. best eyesight of any dinosaur on par with modern hawks and eagles and an insane sense of smell as well so very well developed olfactory senses well, i don't know about giganotosaurus eyes but it's probably better than like uh whatever they're saying it is right yeah they, they kept the basically blind apex predator thing going mm-hmm. <laughs> Going to be on theaters June 10th. Ah, June 10th. So we'll definitely be posting a review on June 10th and in the evening, or first thing June 11th. That's for sure. Um, anything else you want to do? Any final thoughts about the trailer? Uh, what do you have? What do I have? I said the only thing I wanted to mention is that we're not expecting Jurassic World Dominion to be a documentary, right? Yeah. It's and- just for fun, and people shouldn't take this movie so seriously. I'm in a bunch of dinosaur groups online. Dylan doesn't have social media, but online, people are just going wild, like arguing about every little thing within the movies. Guys, they're just they're just movies. I have seriously. something to say. Yeah. I think they're going to have even more dinosaurs than they show in the trailer. Oh, uh, yeah. What types of dinosaurs were, do you think that we'll get to see? I don't know. Any more different types of herbivores or more types of predators? Maybe they'll have the largest herbivore, Argentinosaurus. Oh, man, that would be really sick. Yeah. All right, guys. If you're as pumped up as we are, do me a favor. Get on to prehistoricpodcast.com. Let us know that you heard the podcast. Let us know someone's out there. Looking forward to hearing from you. Hey, gang, I hope you enjoyed the show. I'd encourage you to go over to prehistoricpodcast.com and check out the show notes. We always upload lots of cool facts and YouTube videos and things like that on each post, so hope to see you over there.